keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestle Roasts. I am your host, Dan St. Germain, with my number one girl, our show dog, Goldie. She's under the covers right next to me. I'm here with Robert Karpolis. Scott Chaplin will be joining us shortly. And as always, Zachary Million Zachary. How's everybody doing today? Eventually, I'm going to figure out why you start every episode like the ghost of a sea captain. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's it's the only time you ever do that. You don't ever say that any other time except for the opening of this show. It's fantastic. Maybe it'll. I, should I start more like a like a shock jock? Like, what's up, queefs? The name's Big Dick. I'm here to <laughs> fuck you up. Is that your Josh Matthews? <laughs> yes, I know Josh. Josh is nice guy. Nice guy. I don't, where is he at Impact now? He's a very, very nice guy, but on camera, he comes across like the Where? biggest dude. He's an Impact, yeah. I think he's still an Impact. Yeah, everyone I leaves. I feel like you're Impact watching Impact of like 2005. Well, so I mean, I, you're, I, you're we'll time traveling. That's the best way to start. Guys, if you're not a member of our $10 tier so far, I mean. What are you really doing with your life? What are you doing with your life besides, you know, spending time with friends and family and doing. Overrated and stupid. Tony Khan doesn't have friends and family and he has a wrestling company. Yeah, exactly. $10. He has, he has a, he has a mustache for a father, but uh, for the $10 tier, it's uh, (laughs) you, if you, if you pick $10 a month. Okay. Well, we'll start with $5. If you give us $5 a month, you get three extra episodes, including an extra roast Every month. Holy shit, you turn into Don West now. Uh you are you. every TNA announcer ever. Except uh, TNA, who's good. Uh, thoughts and prayers, uh, Don West. Uh, this week, we're doing uh, Donald Trump. We're roasting Donald Trump, who you may know uh, from WrestleMania 23. Uh, we're also going to be uh, reviewing the Uncensored 1998 WCW. We're doing the roast of Johnny Ace on September 26th. we got a mailbag episode October 3rd. October 10th, we're off. October 17th, Halloween Havoc 1996. October 24th, Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. Another Criterion Classic I've picked for you boys to watch. And October 31st, The Roast of the Undertaker. Now, if you become a $10 patron, you get 11 extra shows a month. So eight on top of those three. That includes Robert reviewing Raw and me reviewing either... TNA, an old TNA pay-per-view. I'm three in so far, folks. And woof, boy, are my, my tear ducts dry. Uh, and uh, then... Usually more, more... usually the more money, the less punishment, you know? <laughs> the real... Uh... <laughs> uh, but yes, so it's... Um, I'm doing that, or I'll be reviewing, like, you know, an NXT... Like, this week, I'm going to be doing the NXT show. I'm not doing Impact. And then the next week... 
Robert will be joining us for for uh, TNA just because I've joined him on Raw. So many Which times. I do want to clarify. When I agreed to this, he didn't tell me what we were going to be watching. And then after I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll join. He's like, cool, we're watching Jarrett versus Nash. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's thanks. It's the most underwhelming uh, main event in history. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure it's – I mean, at this point, an Impact, dude, these Impact pay-per-views are, are fascinating because half of the people are tr- – Crying their fucking hearts out like AJ Styles, Chris Saban, Petey Williams, Sanjay Dutt, guys like that. And then the other half are just doing comedy wrestling. Nash and Hall are doing straight up comedy. So, wrestling. so basically dynamite. So basically dynamite. Yeah. Nat. And, and they're like dressing like Elvis and Hall's fat already. It's, 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 it's like WCW on steroids. Um, so so yeah. like dynamite. So, well, I don't know about that. On our regular show for September 9th, we're, we're roasting The Miz next week. We will also be uh, reviewing the pay-per-views for this weekend, which we're going to be pre- previewing today on the show. Uh, September 30th, we're doing the roast of the XFL. October 14th, the roast of the Von Erics. And October 21st, the roast of Dracula. By the way, just going to do a quick, because I'm going to save us all the, the trouble of this text message chain that's going to happen for the next week. Dan's going to realize next week we're reviewing Clash at the Castle and the AEW pay-per-view and roasting The Miz, and we're going to probably punt Miz a week. Just previewing that for you guys right now to save us 45 text messages and then Mike writing in with an emoji of, you know, Gary Busey eating a hot dog or something. Yeah, let's advertise The Miz, but then he could be abducted by Dexter Loomis. (laughs) There we go. All right, fine. September 16th, the roast of The Miz, folks. September 16th. Um, and check out our uh, past couple roasts. They've been bangers. We did Seth Rollins. Who did we do last week again? I completely forget. Uh, uh, last week was uh, Genetti. Oh, uh, Mike wants to join, Zach. Can you forward him the uh, invite? You got it. Yes, the oh, retired. Oh, it was Bully Ray. Bully Ray, that's right. It was as forgettable as his roast. Uh, it was so fat ago, so long ago. <laughs> uh, so, so wide ago. Yes. Uh, well, we got a lot to talk about on this show, a lot going on in the world of wrestling, but probably the most important thing was a video that I believe Scott sent us. And I'm going to just say this is our premium current event. I guess last week, some idiot, Mark, it, it, this segment's called Marks vs. Midgets. I know Midgets not appropriate. Little people, Marks vs. Little people. I just, you know, I wanted the two M's for alliterations. Right. Marks <laughs> versus Midgets would be Undertaker versus Adam Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's pretty fast, man. So yeah, we're gonna be uh, talking about our premium curve event, which this guy, this Mark, came in with a luchador mask in, into some micro wrestling federation, rolls inside, and then gets his fucking ass beat by these little people wrestlers, and they show it afterwards. They give him a shiner. I mean, they fucking work stiff on this dude. And I mean, it's just, you know, look, I know there's people in the AEW camp, people in the WWE camp, some still left in the New Japan camp. This is something we can all bond over. Mike, Mike Lawrence joining us. Mike, of course, I'm talking about the video Scott Chaplin sent this week of a uh, Mark interfering in a little person's match and getting his ass beat on a scale of 10 to 100. How much did you like that? This is my favorite uh, Undisputed Era match ever. Robert's joke. (laughs) Did you literally say the exact same thing? Uh, Originally, I I called it. I I called it. It's Marks versus Midgets, and Robert said, "Wait, so it's uh, the Undertaker versus Adam Cole?" 
<laughs> okay, so the wording was a little different. Wording was a little different, yeah. It's like most yeah. of our roasts where we all say basically the same joke. Yes. Uh, some worse than others, as I'm pointing at <laughs> myself, Rob Van Dam style. But I will I take umbrage. I just I've never called Bobby Fish Bobby Guppy, and I'm mad at myself. Oh, man. You dropped the ball there. And maybe you'll get a chance once he's back in NXT and you can ignore him properly. <laughs> but no, no setting yeah, up stream boys by the way showed the, this you... video to me and that video reminded me of why i love wrestling and comedy yes and i take umbrage <laughs> with you calling him a mark like a mark knows enough to not go into the ring this, this was just a dumbass in a lucha mask uh which is 205 live this this is that still like, around is 205 around. live still around no 205 live's long gone i never know is main event still around yeah Main event's still I mean, around. They still sell it internationally. It's still probably on the network somewhere. It's, it's usually Cedric Alexander versus Shelton Benjamin every week. So Rampage. But is it even 205 if you add the weight of both wrestlers? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's amazing, this reminded me of that South Park episode when Cartman gets in the fight with the little person and he's laughing as the guy's beating him up. Because, like, this dude was such an asshole. Like the disrespect he showed towards these wrestlers, and then laughing about it afterwards with a bruise. Like, yeah, you uh, kind of want to see him beat up again, right? Yeah, yeah, man. This is a this is a guy like that guy looks like he found a way to illegally uh, stream our Patreon. <laughs> there is something because he he does understand the comedy of it. It isn't yes. like he didn't run into the ring when two six foot five guys were wrestling or or five eleven guys were wrestling. No. He knew that if these guys got mad at him and tried to get him out of the ring, it was like a silly thing. And the way he was laughing is kind of what made me enjoy it because it felt like he was on a field trip in school. And <laughs> and when you when you look at it that way, you go, good for you. What are these these guys are the they're wrong for wrestling. That's crazy. You're just a kid <laughs> who sees that they're a crazy adult for doing this. Well, it's uh, like it, in in the eighties and nineties, a very specific type of attention grabbing asshole had a show where they were celebrated called America's Funniest Home Videos, and now <laughs> millions of people do that every day on TikTok and all this shit of purposely being assholes to create what is hopefully a, a viral moment so that they are talked about on a wrestling podcast when, well, when it's when it's wrestling, wrestling it's a virus moment enough. when it's wrestling it's a virus moment mike but yes <laughs> um well it's it's pretty incredible scott thank you for giving us that video by the way unbelievable of course. yeah and you know it felt more tom green to me than anything and that's why i think it didn't bother me so much I don't blame Tom Green as much as I blame Jackass for the proliferation of let's go pick on little people because it's funny. Like that was most of their shtick, though. We man beat the fuck out of Sami Zayn. So that should have been your lesson. Well, yeah, I, little I, people I, before Jackass were like, yeah, no, it was great. We ruled yeah, the life world. was wonderful. Nobody said anything. I got okay. a question for you guys. This is for everybody on the podcast. Who would be the worst wrestlers match to in, to interrupt, and who would be the best wrestlers? Like, what was the what's who's the safest? Who's who's the worst? Well, Nia Jax's would be the worst because you know you're getting injured, <laughs> and the best would be, yeah, Adam Cole because you could just flick him away <laughs> and say, "Be gone." 
<laughs> well, what about that one guy who had the one leg that they fired after like two years? Zach Gowan? Zach Gowan? Yeah, maybe Zach Gowan would be all right. That, I mean, I know we've talked about that guy. I mean, if it was Flair now, you just think that like you, they, like the whole crowd would just think you were a nurse. You see, Flair's going to be, I think Flair's going to be on Rogan this month. Uh, and oh boy, the lies he is going to tell. <laughs> yeah, but what's Rick going to say? <laughs> um, all right, uh, let's get to uh, the meat of our show, folks. And that, my friends, is Raw or Dynamite. We're going to start with Dynamite and see how it compared to Raw this week and vice versa. Dynamite Hour One, uh, Moxley's open contract promo. This was awesome. I'm uh, gonna actually suggest something different. I think you should start with Raw since we're going into Dynamite and then the pay per view, right? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's fine. All right, well, Raw, I don't have it broken. Hour on, I by probably still have my notes for hour me. by hour. I'll just go through like just some. Um, Give me a second. We want to start a show off fun, Robert. I Reed got the Raw Robert. results. Well, uh, I, mean, I, I take notes for this because I do, you know, it for the $10 tier. Well, so do I you may want as well. me to just read off my notes, Robert? I mean, I don't have, like... Do whatever you want, dude. This is right. your show. Well, We're all just here for your enjoyment, dude. Thank you. I appreciate that. Judgment Day went against, I believe, what was it, AJ and Lashley on this one? Yeah, right? No, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph oh, Ziggler. Jesus Christ. Dude, yeah, somebody AJ else read these, somebody I'm else trying read to these get notes. My, my notes. <laughs> Give me a moment here. I'm like unprepared for a test. I mean, all the programs, it's like this. It's like a version of the same four matches every fucking week. So. All right. Let me let me get this gimmick up. AJ, I got it. All right. AJ and uh, Dolph took on the Judgment Day. They lost. Then the Judgment Day cut a promo about Edge. Edge showed up at the arena. Everyone was excited. They cut to commercial. Edge still not in the ring after commercial. They come out to fight over that Finn doesn't like that Edge got a documentary and he didn't. Ray and Dominic come out for the save. They have kendo sticks. Dominic hands the kendo stick to Rhea Ripley because he thinks that's his one chance of getting laid, and that's the end of that segment. Um, there's for, a mis- guys, guys, guys. For an extra ten dollars a month, you could have so much more of this charisma and entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good. Yeah. yeah, you're really, you're really selling our. You want, hey, you, you want, you want to get the good stuff. You pay for it. This is like you know. If I if I want to watch a nerd barrel through a wrestling show, I got Excalibur. <laughs> oh, I can die. I'll do it as fast as Excalibur if you want. Sorry. Uh, so Miz and Chopper in the back. Chopper tries to check on Miz's mental health, which hey, man, obviously let's makes just do him the cliff notes. Can we do even a more? No, I got. I, I get. I like, this is cliff way. notes. This is good. I'm enjoying. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Alexa Bliss, Oscar, and Bianca Belair beat three jobbers uh, because apparently this is uh, AW Dark. Uh, then they uh, they talk shit about uh, Bailey's group after uh, using Gen Z phrases like she don't even go here. I'm not allowed to say that, so I don't know. Um, also, I think that's disrespectful because three jobbers were beaten last night on Dynamite. Well done. Uh, uh, Adam Pierce shows up to Champa and Miz and offers Miz counseling. Uh, which, of course, makes Pierce a, a heel as well. It's funny that these guys have mental health issues. Speaking of which, Kurt Angle comes out, uh, <laughs> gets interrupted by Alpha Academy, who offer for him to join their group. Uh, the Street Profits save Kurt. So we get Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits. Street Profits win, and then uh, they go to drink uh, out of their cup with Kurt. Kurt turns down the booze, so you know this is a work. Uh, and then he <laughs> changes it for milk. They all drink milk. 
Uh, everybody's happy. Riddle and Rollins in what uh, had they, this was awesome. They took video without camera. They used a cell phone camera from a roof of like fans waiting outside in the parking lot. And you see Riddle and Rollins come running at each other and just start fighting in the parking lot and then getting pulled apart by people. It was really well shot, really well done, really interesting. Uh, they had posted it like a fan posted it on Twitter before to make it seem authentic. Uh, they did a split screen interview where it was very WWE. It was, you know, it was, it was John Jones and Daniel Cormier. That's what it was. Right. Okay, Meltzer. Uh, anyway, it was them talking about like nobody likes you and oh, your your wife's the man. Very PG. Then they come back from commercial and they're like after the interview aired and they thought they were taking off their their stuff. Rollins just goes, nobody likes you, Riddle, because your wife left you and she took your kids. And Miz, and then Riddle just goes, you know, fuck you, man. I'm going to fuck you up. They're bleeping it. It seemed real within the context of what they were doing. It was that little blurring of the lines. It's It was a nice touch by Triple H. Really well done. Uh, then we got Lashley versus The Miz because uh, they really, really hate Pittsburgh. Uh, Dexter Loomis appeared in the crowd to distract Miz. Lashley won. Uh, Edge and Kurt Angle. In the back, they do a, a callback to when Edge used to have Kurt hold up the the big signs that said "You suck" and him not noticing it. It was cute. It was fun. Uh, Usos and Sammy are out there. Uh, Sammy Zayn's still the best thing in professional wrestling. That's not Will Ospreay. That's right. I'm still putting over Will Ospreay. I don't know what's wrong with me. My checks are finally clearing. Thank you, Tony Khan. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out to say, "You know, Gato, Gato." I don't know who that is. So sure. Uh, is that a Dragon Ball Z character? Uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens comes out to make fun of Sammy and basically say, like, look what you've become. Remember how great you were. Uh, we get Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens. They they tease that their Sammy is going to use a chair. He doesn't. It winds up costing Jey Uso the match. So, you know, that's called intrigue, or at least what WWE thinks intrigue is of, are we going to get Kevin Owens and Sammy reuniting? It was intriguous. It was great. Of course, yeah. we're going to get those guys back together. Those guys against the Usos, that's going to be a blast once we get it. Um, we had- uh, They'll take the titles off them too. That's a big enough act to take the titles off them. Yeah, I think those will be the guys who can take the titles off, and then they can appear on both shows since one on one's on Raw, one's on SmackDown. By we the way, a, we're still in the first hour of Raw. This is still the first <laughs> twenty minutes of Raw. Uh, we get Gargano in an empty arena, so how Cornette sees him uh, doing an interview uh, about being back, and then Theory shows up. Uh, they exchange words, and then the main event: Io uh, Sky and Dakota Kai lose to Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah for the women's tag titles. Uh, because of uh, wacky interference from Alexa and Asuka and everybody. Tony Khan commented on this because Tony Khan is a fucking moron. Uh, and is like, look, they, they don't, he was making fun of how bad the, uh, the the finish of the match was, that they put the wrong people over. Like, there's a story they're telling. It's going to be Dude, Raquel and really, Ali are going to split. Well, we're going to get a monster wait. heel. He was watching Star Trek, and he posted a meme that was like, perfect opportunity i don't know what it was but people thought it was about the main event who the hell knows either way uh raquel and Aaliyah are your women's tag champs until obviously naomi and sasha show up there was nothing egregious or bad or reggie or veer or omas about the show the matches were all solid they told a good story going into clash at the castle they set up Edge and Ray versus uh, Finn and uh, Damian Priest. And Dominic was all upset that he's not in the match. So obviously we'll talk about that later. We're probably getting a turn. But nice use of Kurt for the local crowd. The uh, 
The Alpha Academy match with Street Profits was a really good match. Jey Uso and Kevin Owens was absolutely fantastic. And the, the main event, Aaliyah didn't ruin it. So solid, uh, solid outing all around. Which is something you Raw. can't say about a certain flight 20 years ago. <laughs> all right. No one likes Aaliyah jokes? Uh, well, oh, I didn't I by the way, here's how Mike, Mike, Mike Lawrence's brain worked. I didn't, like 20 years ago, it was 2002, Aaliyah died in 98. So I was like, 98. I don't either way. I, I thought, thought it was, was a, I thought it was a solid raw. I, I, I thought it was a 9 11 reference, what you just did, Mike. Well, that, I, you know, I think she died in 2001. She died August 25th, 2001. I purposely said 2002, so you wouldn't think it was 9 11. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I overwrote my own joke because the important thing is Raw sucks and uh, Pop Star is dead, and Mike's still bombing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought, look, I, I thought there's a lot of good things on this show. Um, you know, some of the stuff that wasn't great, like the tag title match, you know, I mean, like I, I can't, I can't shit on it because for years we got the criticism of WWE. They're not putting anybody new over and they're trying with Raquel and obviously they see something in her. I, I don't know what they see in Aaliyah, but you know, obviously they see something. So you know, they've been right before and we've been wrong and we've been uh, right and they've been well, wrong. We'll keep just... in mind, Aaliyah is the first female star they've had of Middle Eastern descent. So it's obviously somebody that's worth pushing, especially since they go over there. Uh, Raquel has a great look and now her boyfriend's going to be working there. So they got to, you know, True. appease that. And, uh, you know, I, when they ultimately do split them, Raquel is a monster heel going up against Liv or Becky or Bianca or whoever it is, or Charlotte will be good. Or Rhonda. I mean, they can build her up in I mean, a lot of different ways. She's got to step it up in the ring a little bit, but she'll get, I think she'll oh get there, but you, you know, she's, she's tall and, and, you know, unlike Jade Cargill, she's on TV every week. Remember Jade Cargill? She used to be on uh, dynamite. I, I love, she's on I rampage love all the time. Yeah, she's on I love, I, I love Tony criticizing a woman's main event. Like, why don't you book one motherfucker and then you judge? Like, it's, I mean, it's just so insane that you know Vince, the WWE has had the last couple months they've had PR wise, which is a nightmare PR. Like, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, with everything going on with Vince, and all we're talking about is Tony's gaffes. I mean, it's crazy. Well, that's no, no, no. Losers are talking. The Wall Street Journal isn't talking about Tony's gaffes. Like that's true. Losers isn't talking about wrestling. wrestling podcast. Okay, but the, yeah, but here's the thing: it's WWE knows it's idiot proof because it's what AEW has done the last few years, which is if you give the internet some matches that they're gonna like, and you keep doing surprise returns, people are gonna be happy, and that's what Dynamite has done successfully. For the last uh, year and a half, two years, it was lights go out. Hey, there's Malachi Black. There's Miro. We're going to give you, you know, a great match that you want to see. And the fans are going to like it. Vince didn't play that game because he was playing for an audience of one and doesn't understand how human interaction works. So Raw sucked. Now it's better because Hunter knows the formula. Unlike Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They unlike, both don't understand, but in a completely different way. Unlike men and the people who he had his, his conference call today, and they made a point of saying before it was like, Tony's good. You don't have to ask how he is before he got on the call. So <laughs> he just short circuits. I'm yes. going to, you know, you know, it's funny. Like I, 
someone was like bringing up that call on the Facebook thread of how like he's like, well, yeah, we're not going to give Thunder Rosa eight minutes because she's not CM Punk and it wouldn't do well in the ratings in a promo. But it's like they haven't even like tried anything I, with I don't know, man. They just that. don't. They don't. But to be in Tony's defense, man, they do not have the roster. The but women they don't even make the attempt. Has. Like it's like, like they don't. Have thing. You don't well, hold on, but you don't. Dude, you don't, so you don't need the roster if you have. We say this. We say this all the time. If he had writers or producers or someone who knew how to work with talent to at least get them comfortable to deliver promos, you still don't want him a twelve. You still don't want him to do more than a ten minute match. Okay, but when Becky Lynch first debuted, nobody thought she can go out there and cut the kind of promos she did. You give them a chance and an opportunity to expand. That's why. NXT before Vince totally short circuited it was built was teach these guys how to get comfortable talking Tony they don't do that they don't rehearse with these guys it's just give them bullet points let them go out there which works great for a number of the people on that roster but not everyone and not the majority I, of the I women's division that, but, I'm just but the, the, the problem is specifically you're I'm, three years in you're still doing an impression of what a division should be it is not an actual division and the thing too is like I mean, there is a lot of uh, about Tony I like, but dude, don't shit on another company's women's tag title match when you don't even have women's tag titles and you just added more and more superfluous men's titles. Yeah, What's frustrating is here. He I mean, builds... I, am I am I on an island here? I mean, as far as like the rosters compared to WWE and AEW, I mean, how much more can AEW do to compete with the roster that that WWE has? I mean, look, bottom line is they've put, they have put women out there over the last year. Uh, I mean, unless Triple H has done something different, I haven't seen how long the matches are. The women's matches in AEW are longer than they, than they are in WWE, um, but they're also much worse. So they are giving women time and time and time again, they fucking stink at it. Uh, uh, Britt Baker they're never given really more than one champion. segment. A show. They're, they're not, they're... was a really bad champion. Thunder it's Rosa's not, it's not, not a matter great of champion, but Scott, here's Rick the problem though. Champion, they though. expect you to they expect you to invest in Scott, they expect know, you to invest in someone and then they vanish. It's like it was Jade Cargill a lot on TV and then gone. It was building up Serena Deeb and then gone. It was bringing in Athena and then gone. Like they they Well, no, Athena and Jade have been on Rampage like every Yeah, they they've, they've been We're having talking about Dynamite. Like the, the show <laughs> that people actively the show that draws almost a million people as opposed to one that draws 400,000 people. Like as opposed to not velocity. You, you can't say, like, well, on Sunday Night Heat, Victoria competed every week. It doesn't well, matter. Sure, but it is a show. I mean, it is a it show. It is a they show, but they, they know. Like, they're not going to pretend that Rampage and Dynamite are the same. But a lot no, of their talent no. just kind of vanished until it's just there's one segment. I think Jamie Hayter is incredibly talented. I think Britt's great. Uh, Tony Storm, if directed properly, could do really well. Sheeta is also there. And well, you she's know, good we'll in the ring. They, she's good in the ring. Uh, I, I really saw that one movie she was broke Jamie Hader's neck. She's doing great. She's so, that was always going to be presentation. That, that presentation. Was I mean, that bump was horrifying. I don't know if you guys saw that bump. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that was brutal. The bump was horrifying. And there's no characterization to any of them. Like, no, say the presentation, she... dude, it's, it's early 2000s raw. It's yeah. you are just doing it to do it without any passion or inspiration behind it and it's just phoned in and as long as look three years and they still have the same amount of tv time is a problem it is be, like for sure you're still because my issue is but they've shown no one wants to 
can I finish? He still wants to sure. pat himself on the back for being woke and open-minded and shit, but you're treating them like second-class citizens. So God, either I mean, have when them they, when they told Vince, or don't have them. Well, uh, when they told Vince, they're like, you need to be more woke. He's like, God damn, pal, I only get 20 minutes of sleep a night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, if they're not getting better... But wait, you before have, we get to but... AEW, can I just get everyone's yeah. final thoughts on Raw? Anybody else? I mean, I, I liked it. I didn't think it was spectacular. Yeah, I didn't I th- think there was anything that was like dog shit. Um, but I Dan thought, thought it, we I were getting too was... passionate. Let's talk about raw again. No, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think, but I also didn't think anything was as great as some of the stuff on dynamite. Scott, what did you think of raw? I thought the angle thing was really nice. I thought the riddle Seth Rollins thing was great. Okay, and that I was generally the, great. I apologize. Yeah. And I thought the Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing was a lot of fun. Everything else was, yeah, it just same old raw. Well, same I will, old I will of the say, new Raw. I will say no, that. No, after... I mean, Bobby, La- like, you know, Bobby Lashley versus I don't remember because it's just, it, it's all the same. It, what, Bobby Lashley versus The Miz? Yeah. That's happened. What, did, did like a big 100th time this happened this year thing drop when that happened? Yeah, well, that's true. Mike, what were you saying? No, I was going to say um, one comparison I will make between WWE and AEW is after the treatment of Jeff Hardy, I'm actually glad Kurt Angle is in WWE. <laughs> yeah. Kurt was there, but that smile on his face no was, was rough. What'd you say? Uh, the smile on his face. He had a lights were on, but nobody's home. Oh, uh, like yeah. He looked like Uncle Junior more and more every time they cut to him on camera. He still you know got one Tony match. would put him in a match. He's oh, you still... know he, you know he was going to shoot on someone. He still got one match left in him, so. Um, all That's right. for Conrad. Don't take away Conrad's next uh, meal <laughs> ticket. <laughs> That's true. Don't take away Dan's next bomb. <laughs> hey, Reddit love me. <laughs> yeah, um, you and you and uh, QAnon, you're doing great. <laughs> Reddit and then the guys actually working the event love me. The um, actual, right. you know, you know who gave Dan a, a DM compliment. The actual guy who stalked Sonya Deville. Like, <laughs> hey, man, thanks for the shout out. That was pretty good, buddy. That was pretty he only good. gets 10 minutes of internet a week, so you should be honest. <laughs> it's, nice, it's nice being acknowledged for your hard work. All right. Well, let's get to let's get to Dynamite. Dynamite, hour one, the Moxley open contract promo, which was very good. The Jericho promo, which was very forgettable, although he did make the uh, romance and wrestling reference. It was kind of fun. Jake Hager versus Brian Dil- Danielson. Uh, Moriarty comes out and <laughs> wait, what's Sorry. his name again? William Mor- W. Morrissey. Morrissey. It's just the fact that he Moriarty. was on the show. Yeah, I keep calling him. Oh, you know, I figured it out. Why it's stupid, but I I figured it out. But continue. Yeah. All right. it's a nice uh, tease. Osprey backstage <laughs> with Don Callis, Tony Storm and Sheeta versus Britt and Hater. A Kip Samian promo, a Miro promo, and a CM Punk promo scott i'm gonna start off with you what do you think of this first hour yeah i thought this first hour was a lot of fun obviously anybody could argue that this moxley punk thing did not have to go the way it went but this is the decision they made and i was entertained by each segment of it the morrissey thing i love the punk promo man i thought that was like his best promo since his like you know his his first promo with the company well, I think, yeah, I, I think there's moments in it that are telling that I, that I hope uh, means he's going to turn heel. Like th- that that whole, uh, he had the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck and 
you know, ever since then, you know, they've been trying to kill him ever since or whatever. That's, that's a great like a pa- line, though. That's a it paranoid really mean person to speaking, shame though, Eddie Kingston, know? who is just sitting in the crowd enjoying the show. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a paranoid person speaking and paranoid people. You know, they they turn heel. They get desperate. They ask MJF to help them, you know, and so hopefully something cool like that happens. Uh, the Morrissey thing. Look, there is no reason to debut a guy the week of a goddamn pay-per-view. It doesn't make any sense at all, at all, at all, at all. Here's what I think happened. Uh, They knew Braun was debuting. Apparently, Braun is supposed to be debuting this Monday. And maybe they were going to debut Morrissey next week. But they go, ah, we can't debut a big guy after they debut a big guy. So we'll debut our big guy first. And it's just irrelevant anyway. And Tony Khan thinks too much. But that's what happens when you're hyped. (laughs) That is... uh... That is the day. You know what? Like it's it's interesting. The last couple of weeks, because Scott, the most ardent AEW uh, defender, has kind of sounded like the head of FEMA after Katrina. <laughs> where he's just like, yeah, it's uh, you know, they just we'll, we'll see where it goes. You know, we're working on it. Uh, Mike, what do you think of this first hour? Yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, this was a great night for all those A Steel fan out there. He was um, great, I thought. He was. <laughs> he, he was. He's he was. I'm glad that Punk was able to work with one of his friends from Chicago. Uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay, can we talk about that in the yeah. beginning? I found out that the I didn't know what the guy was heckling. Oh, like the kid I, was the guy was chanting uh, Colt Cabana. He was just uh, chanting yeah. Colt Cabana, and there was more Colt because I listened with headphones this morning, and even after that, there were some people chanting Colt Cabana. Oh, I thought he said something like really shitty about like his wife or something. Nah, Guys, he, it's he fine. It's fine. That fan is having a match with Ishii on the pre-show. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott, uh, Mike, what do you think of this presentation? No, I no, I thought that this was look, man. They are really good at ignoring a story, not pushing it enough, and then giving you a great go home promo. They've done it before they shouldn't have to keep doing it again but they can and they will and they did and i mean yeah i thought the punk promo was great i did not think it was as good as some of the stuff with mjf just because i think when someone has someone of equal ability to play off of it's just going to be better and i just thought the mjf promo stood out from that but his didn't but that doesn't... yeah yeah but i i thought mjf made him even better like um in certain places but I thought, yeah, man, the hype up and him. Uh, dude, I would have ended the show this way. This is how I would have ended the show. Like, and having him with the fucking crowd, like Moxley, cutting a promo is such a fucking amazing moment. And that really does hype you up. And, I mean, yeah, this was, like, a great babyface promo, like Scott said, with heel illusions at certain times. Um I definitely did think Ace Steel made this better. I thought that everything Ace and post Ace was better than what was before. I think. Uh, Mike, can uh, I just interrupt you? Go Ace. Keep going. (laughs) 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 Yeah. No, but I thought that. uh, Yeah, it was nice to see an Ace that was over in TN in uh, in, uh, AEW. Come on. Um. (laughs) Hey, how? how Hush your mouth. <laughs> uh, Shut up. 
I didn't man, do the voice a... for everyone at home. I didn't do the voice. I didn't either. I just said shut up. I didn't well, say. Oh, we all know what movie that's from. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, I thought this was good. I mean, I did think what was stupid was you shouldn't have uh, Garcia interacting. Like, I love that he is. He's literally Dominic Mysterio in a Ray and Eddie fight. He. This is a custody battle. That is what. The... <laughs> This, this matches between Jericho and 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 uh, Danielson, and I don't mind it, but like at least give some intrigue of what side Garcia is going to be on. He shouldn't be touching Jericho. He shouldn't be touching anybody right now. Like, make us want to watch the pay per view for that to happen. Wait, when did he touch Jericho? We well, pulled his legs chair from him. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he asked him to not do the chair. That's but he physically touched him, yeah. He didn't hurt him, though. He just made him stop. He said, you're better than that. Yeah, but that's still physical contact. Oh, boy. He all shouldn't right. be interacting at all. We we should be wondering whose side he's on. Like Bobby Heenan at an NWO match. But Well, I know. That's why he's going to pick Jericho. Yeah, but yeah. this well, felt more like a fake out, though. I don't know. Dude, I, I think that they – you know what I think? That, I think they told it more. I was less concerned about the chair – and more concerned that they booked Wheeler and Danny Garcia for next week. And I'm like, okay, well, then Garcia is definitely helping Jericho because they're not going to turn Wheeler heel, right? Also, this feud is just never going to end. There's no blow off to this Blackpool Jericho Appreciation Society shit. It just keeps fucking going. Unless Man, someone he... calls someone else fat and then they're not allowed to fight anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was really hoping Jericho would be going on tour with Fozzie, but apparently he hurt his throat, and so the tour in the fall oh, is canceled. Yeah, I, I heard about that. Uh, sucking his own dick, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, we just want to say that we support both Eddie Kingston and his wife of 20 years. <laughs> Pam. All right, Robert, what did you think of that first hour? First of all, Eddie Kingston needs to get Pam, and she needs to be in his corner for the match with Sammy. Dude, I would. that's a that's a main event right there. That's a main event anywhere Pam in the country. Pam on a pole? Uh, I loved Moxley's opening promo. This was the most relaxed he's felt in a very long time. It felt very natural. He played the crowd really well, uh, throwing down the open contract. And, and all due respect to Steele, wrestling only has one ace. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, a three-way between Ace Steele, Tanahashi, and John Laurinaitis. Book it. Mania. Night two. Opener match. Uh, yeah, it, it, is, it is true. Uh you know, uh, uh, Laurinaitis does work best in group settings. <laughs> uh, Brian versus Hager, the crowd was super into it, which I think made this a lot more fun than it probably would have been otherwise. Uh, for a match, I'm probably sure we've seen a bunch of times. It was in, it was the best Jake Hager match I've it was ever a, fucking seen. Well, it's almost like Danielson gets good matches out of people. Yeah. Uh, he should be in the women's division. Uh, yeah, it was like 2.0 running out after with their goofy faces. It's the Keystone Cops. Like it's it's hard to take them guys, seriously. Though. I love Mad Menard. They're man. fine, but they shouldn't be like beating up Danielson. They should be beating up the wingmen. Uh, yeah, Morrissey. Morrissey sucks. He he just he looks like how Test probably looks Dude, now. He's a star, bro. He's, he, he, no, he's he's tall and he's on steroids. That's <laughs> you it. You have to say bro after sunken. calling him a star. <laughs> he's a he's got a big muscles. The guy's got like a he's a specimen. Right, but he the problem was, is he he was better in the Smiths. Yes, he was much better in the Smiths. Uh, please, please, please let me not get any more Morrissey. 
Um, it sucks because you all like I've been waiting for weeks. Like, oh, put Wardlow on TV. Put Wardlow on TV. The same week you're gonna have this guy on there. He he can't do a choke slam really well to get the guys up high enough because he's tall, but not that tall, with the exception of Peter Avalon. I so it doesn't choke slam. Eh, it wasn't that. It wasn't as impressive as what you want it to be. Like you have Sutton Singh, who's a once in a billion athlete or whatever. That's a dude who should be doing choke slams every week. Uh, Britt and Jamie, Sheeta and Tony was a fine tag match. The Kip Sabian thing, I, I can't pretend to care about that. The Miro uh, video, I had no idea the storyline was going on because I don't watch Rampage. So it's like a thing that existed out of continuity. It looks kind of fun, except Sting was clearly part of a different promo than the rest of them. It's like all moody and about like the Antichrist and my God. And then Sting's like, it's showtime, guys. I'm like, no, <laughs> dude. Uh, even punk- Sting, I, I, even uh, Dar- didn't Darby kind of come off like Pee Wee Herman when Pee Wee Herman <laughs> tries to be like all serious? <laughs> He was like, you got you guys screwed up big time. I mean, maybe like maybe Sting should just start wearing a big open shirt like Jerry Buss. Like, just, all right, maybe showtime, Darby maybe. should just go. I know you are, but what am I? Uh then the, the punk promo. This is a problem of like you had four weeks of really good story that you told in one night. So this was like vintage Vince Russo. Week one should have been Moxley throwing down the contract Wait, I think and you said good. What did I say? No. You said big, good story. Hey, hey, highest a, ratings ever, bro. Uh, bro, this what this was missing was a poll, but like like a Polish guy. You're in Chicago. Um, um but, Morrissey uh, was there. They had a poll. That's fair. <laughs> um, but uh, it was weird that Punk went out there like all emotional, and then as soon as like Ace yelled at him for a second, he immediately changed who he was and was like, "Oh no, I'm the best. I'm firing up. I'm a like." It was it was a very strange pivot. It should have given it a little bit of a beat as opposed to feeling just super convoluted, kind of like the Billy Gunn thing when his kids turned on him and then he immediately started scissoring the acclaimed. Um, but uh, yeah, but it was we got fun. a great follow up of that story last night. It was oh cute, great follow up. I'm sure they mentioned it on Being the Elite. Uh, I also <laughs> love that Punk goes into the crowd when he's signing that contract, which is a cool visual. He's standing next to a guy in a hangman shirt and a woman in a Moxley shirt. Like you couldn't have planned that any better of the two people you want to see. A big in the fucking head, that one guy. Dude. There was a guy with a big fucking head. Uh, I hated Alabama that he was filming Punk the whole time. What, Mike? I hated that he was filming Punk on his cell phone. That was distracting to me. <laughs> well, you know, there was that, and then there was the lady holding up the baby. Don't bring your baby <laughs> to an AEW show, please. That's true. That poor kid deserves usually, Scott, if, Scott if how was a, the show live? Guys, guys <laughs> you, usually if there's a baby being held up at a wrestling show, it's it's yours. The baby's yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to Dynamite Hour 2. There is a sit-down between Christian and Jungle Boy. Um, there's a bunch of Ring of Honor guys who went up against Wardlow and FTR, including Silas Young. Uh, Moxley promo, our second Moxley promo, a casino ladder match four-way preview with Wheeler, Utah, a few of those guys, and the United Empire versus the Elite. And, of course, Osprey came off, besides CM Punk, came across as the biggest star on the show, and I believe that is his last AEW appearance. Um Robert, what do you think of the second hour? So the cage Jungle Boy thing, at least they didn't put Jungle Boy in front of a live crowd, which is a good sign. Well, he was um, good in it, I thought. He was, he was but Yeah, he was fine because he was just sitting in, a, in, a, in a, a rehearsed environment, which is how he should be. He doesn't do well in a live crowd. 
they're trying to make it work. It's it'll be fine. It's like you know, it's like Christian calling him Jack makes it feel like oh, this is this is gonna be real. They're trying to do the Rollins Riddle thing, and I don't think they're doing it as well in terms of like this is a real heated story going on for a while. Uh, FTR and Wardlow squash in the Ring of Honor guys is everything you need to know about this purchase. Like Silas Young, the talented performer, it felt weird seeing him just out there as a jobber who didn't well, get a, an entrance. It's just weird to have Silas Young and Butcher in the same promotion because they're like the same guy. Yes. It, <laughs> it's definitely the the Spider Man meme. Uh, Moxley's second promo of you know turning heel on it like it's fine it made sense it felt like that should have been week four of the four week build up there uh you missed the most important moment of the entire show which was evil uno and vance oh, archer in the back when andrade shows up to buy vance archer they say or vance what's his name vance or Pre- whatever preston vance preston vance. vance yeah uh vance archer uh, lance archer. archer remember lance yeah. archer he used to be on this show uh he tries to buy preston vance and then like they beat up evil uno and then tase <laughs> to go to tase the dude uh this is all to set up that adam page is joining the dark order of this pay-per-view because he's in the same building as punk and unlike bobby fish who would have confronted cm punk adam page the little bitch uh that dante roosh phoenix Unimatch match bummed me out because i thought this was way better than what the casino ladder battle royal is probably going to be bobby fish confronted cm punk about it he said no he said if 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 punk would have said that about me I, I don't care. I would have gone out there and kicked his ass. Yeah, Bobby Fish was... Remember last week, one of my high spots was Bobby Fish shit-talking CM Punk's kicks. He was yeah. going really hard on Punk's kicks, and then obviously, you know, Bobby Fish is no longer with AEW, I guess. And he also said that he got in a fight with Dax backstage a few weeks ago. So, yeah. Uh, well, and then the, the main event was a blast, but again, kind of a bummer that this is way better than whatever the trios finale we're actually going to get. Like, I thought this match was excellent. And Kenny Omega was talking about on busted open um, that they want to make the trios matches feel different. Like Mike, I know doesn't love trios matches. It's whatever. It's, it's a goofy spectacle, but this felt different than everything else there was on dynamite. And I I thought this was fantastic, but then it kind of bummed me out where I'm like, well, I'm going to get the elite versus dark order. Or I'm going to get Elite versus Best Friends, which will be okay, but neither of them are going to compare to seeing Osprey and uh, but, Kenny. But brother, and we'll get to it when we talk predictions. If it is going to be Hangman and and the Dark yeah. Order, the the moments they're going to have in that match are going to be so goddamn fun. Right, and then but to, it's also going to be to the do other the, guy. hopefully the complete arc of of Omega and Hangman shaking hands afterwards. You know, like it, that is going to be so. Fucking yeah, dope. The whole match is going to have moments where you're like, hot damn. No, it's an We're emotional get a payoff. Tease I'm of Alex not as Reynolds and Nick Jackson. I mean, <laughs> that's his name. I couldn't well, remember even, that dude's like, name. Johnny Hungy, that, he's got an amazing hot tag. And in, you know, in, in trios matches, you, you're right. It, you do have to kind of watch them differently because you can judge them harshly and go, there's a lot of like guys standing waiting to be jumped on. Um, you have to pretend you're watching AAA, kind of. You have to pretend yeah. you're watching. Mexican wrestling, and then the rules make a little more sense. That's I didn't I see any advertisements for mayonnaise, so this was not AAA. <laughs> well, it's Scott, very PWG, Scott, you know. Scott, what do you think of the second hour? Uh, I like the second hour a lot. Uh, Moxley's promo was okay, you know, like he he picked up his uh, the title, and and I guess they thought he was leaving, and so they hit his music, and he had more to say, and that was a little odd. Other than that, yeah, that that main event was unbelievable. Uh, Osprey is, yeah, he's a star. And then you saw afterwards uh, when they went off 
the air. Ozzy opened beat up Omega and the Bucks. So I guess that'll also play on Sunday that Omega is again hurt again. Even it's though just he's hurt be right now. 2024, man. Osprey and MJF are going to be both be free agents. Yeah. Crazy. Wild. Crazy. Um, so crazy. Uh, what did but you no, think? this this got me hyped for the pay per view. Um, and the, the show whole show did in, in, yeah. in a way that they were in Chicago, and you know, Friday they're in Chicago, and you know, on Sunday they're in Chicago, and you just get this big feeling of like, oh, this is a wrestling week, and the people in attendance tonight are there the whole weekend. They're there to you know enjoy pro wrestling. They're the biggest fans in the country or the world or whatever. Uh, it's cool, and you felt that. I don't know you. That's the thing that, and and we're going to talk about the show uh, that WWE is doing, Clash at the Castle, where WWE, it never feels like they're at a place. And AEW, it always feels like they're somewhere. And you, that's why the punk thing worked so damn well. You you, you did like a month storyline in, in one night because that Chicago crowd was going to follow punk wherever he went, you know? And I think that's what you're going to get overseas. I think that's why this, this uh, Cl- Clash at the Castle show is going to be insane. Because you are going to get finally a show that feels like it's somewhere besides the Twilight Zone. I got a question for everybody. All right. I, I, I like the Jungle Boy and Christian segment. I thought it was good work from both guys. But could you kind of see afterwards the Vince Blue Dot Christian thing? <laughs> like yeah, I see the, the turtleneck just going higher and higher every week. <laughs> He cuts eye holes into it. Like, yeah, he's uh, he's the, the only guy who, like, you know how, like, we shit on Drew for having a sword? Like, I think Christian should have a sword. Like, <laughs> I, he needs something else. I say, I say, give him a former tag partner of the guy he's feuding with and make him evil, but then turn him good again in two weeks. So it doesn't mean anything. So, Mike, what did you think of the second hour? <laughs> I mean, I genuinely, this story would be so much better if you had fucking Luchasaurus in a fucking like mob suit, enforcer style, standing next to to Christian. Like this should totally be. I mean, Luchasaurus isn't even mentioned at all. Like it's just not even a part of the story anymore. Um, I think that uh, it was okay. I do like the Jr. sit downs and. You know, um, I thought that the Moxley thing was embarrassing and just laughable. There's no reason he needed to come out there a second time. And then he clearly was cut off. JR called it out, which made it even worse. <laughs> I think he JR's had more to like say. A kamikaze mission at that place. Yeah, it's 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 awesome, man. He's he's hurting the show worse than the booking. Dude, um, he, it's almost like he's Dynamite's gay best friend who keeps like taking digs at brunch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh well, this is really believable. I'm just imagining him now being like like Southern dainty gay, <laughs> like a Bellini. <laughs> Ooh, uh, you're a nice strong college football player, aren't you? Boom, sooner. Well, let's go around. Let's see who won this week. Raw. Or oh, Dynamite. I know. I was gonna say more. Um. Yeah, the uh, the page story, him being in the finals, which I'm guessing is going to happen. Rampage is live, so we can't spoil it anyways. <laughs> but the page uh, thing, I think is, but once again, you could have done such a better job of building this, and then then having Uno take it out by Andrade. Does it like have it have it be the heels like fucked up Dark Order, and then 
now you're going to get Cowboy Vengeance. And we're not going to see the tag team of of Undrade, which we've been <laughs> clamoring for forever. Evil Undrade. Yeah, Evil I mean, Undrade. That, Undrade. that taser moment was... This is what's amazing when they do awful pre-tape stuff. Like, that. remember the Ruby Riot where her hand oh, God, wasn't yeah. even in the car and she's just holding it there herself? Mike, you had me at remember Ruby Riot? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> remember Dina? Remember <laughs> Red Velvet? No. And, oh, uh, God, dude, remember Red? So I forgot about like... Red Velvet. Didn't she turn heel? Yeah, yeah she's, 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 a she's, a she's a baddie. She's a baddie. She's oh, yeah. Baddie. Oh, that's right. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but the problem is Coakley Hathaway doesn't know how to book Stokely Hathaway. So. <laughs> but no, this was dude the 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 ten like just like kvetching on his own was so fucking funny. And then yeah, I mean everyone's like Osprey's a star, Osprey's great. Uh, he's not in this company. Um, push your guys. Like I I think he should be in this company, but he's not. And also the whole thing was like Wardlow wasn't in the company and there were all these opportunities he couldn't have but now guys who aren't in the company get to challenge for titles and shit yeah well he had no forbidden door to enter through the forbidden door is between new japan and AEW, and wardlow was a fucking jabroni and and impact because we have the motor city machine guns and whatever that other women's division is that they keep bringing some women in no not triple (laughs) a there's the the something they keep they keep bringing a champion because she worked on dark because uh, she lost to sheet. It was like on the bottom crawl. They had to put it in like yeah, she had to beat so much like right. she's the so-and-so champion. Oh yeah. And this was like, I mean, there was some like bad WWE, like 2000s Teddy long play a play at like having the women in the fatal four way wrestling each other, having half the people in the ladder match wrestling each other. Like it does them no benefit. Why, why do the other four not have to be, in a match beforehand. So they have an advantage over these guys who just beat themselves up. And well, because the fourth also, one is the mystery Joker. Mo- uh, hopefully it's Jared Leto. But the fact that most of Cesar Romero, the guys that are in this ladder match are guys that already lost the trios match. Now they get a title shot opportunity. It actually benefits you to not advance in the trios title. <laughs> yeah, I do agree with that flaw. It's very fucking stupid. Yeah. Because, Mike, they the, the most prestigious thing is being the first ever trios tag champion. You that you are immortalized for the next two years while this company's still in business. Like the first ever Atlantic champion who gets to fight Chris Sabian on the – I mean, that was Kip Sabian on the pre-show. Chris Sabian. Uh, that's who we, we could only hope. <laughs> uh, all right, Mike, Raw or Dynamite? Oh, that's right. You haven't watched Raw in three years. Scott, Raw or Dynamite? Dynamite, come on. The Punk promo, the Moxley promo, that main yeah, event with go. Osprey and Omega Magic, yeah, those, come on. I even love the Hangman backstage thing. And that, I, I didn't think I was going to like the way they inserted Hangman. But the fact that it was like, it wasn't just one person getting hurt in the Dark Order. It's This is like the third, per- now Hangman has to because <laughs> yeah. it's the third guy. Which is funny because also they have another guy they could pick, Colt Cabana, which I really hope that doesn't bite them in the ass where people are chanting for Colt Cabana during a hangman match because he is a part of Dark Order. Is Colt, he's over in Chicago, right? What do you mean he's over in Chicago? Well, I mean, he's not over like Punk, but people like him in Chicago. No, he is over like Rove in Chicago. Yeah, man. (laughs) And the Ace Steel thing, it almost makes me think that Colt might show up 
at the pay-per-view. That was what I pitched last week is I, I know, think and that I would be a fun so idea, but that but well, I mean when you think of a guy who's rational, not going to let his ego get in his in the way, you think CM Punk. So I think we're going to be just fine. Um, I will I will round it out. I think Dynamite was a more important show than Raw. I think Raw was a good show, but Dynamite was definitely they they gave it their all in this one, and and the good stuff was good, and the bad stuff was Morrissey. So I'm there for it. Well, and, all right. and not only was it a go home show, they walked all the way from another home to go to this home <laughs> because. They have not do, been going to this home at all. I don't love them doing all these shows in Chicago just because that crowd is white hot, but it's going to be diminished return because it's the same people and you want that initial excitement of seeing all these guys. I don't mind like when Raw would do, they would do the Raw and SmackDown after Mania in the same city. That's fine, but you want to save that energy for a, the pay-per-view, like the first time Chicago sees Punk since what I get why they did the story there. It's just a, a minor thing, but I, I don't love that. It's like well, now they're, we're going to see them getting the show for a third time in a row. What 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 uh, Robert's really saying is he's upset that Jacksonville is no longer the <laughs> house city of AEW. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful Duval County, <laughs> place where you're not you're not unlocking your car door. Well, folks, uh, looks like looks like old Dynamite won in a sweep. So we're on to our. Predictions, huge pay-per-view weekend for wrestling or premium current event weekend, depending on which company uh, you uh, you favor. But let's start out with the first ever Clash at the Castle 2022. So far, six matches have been announced. Our main event for the undisputed WWE Universal Raw SmackDown Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. I can't not see it being Roman but it is the first doubt I've had about a Roman win for a while. What do you guys think? Robert? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a great match. I think they, I, if they put the title on Drew, it it would make sense to some degree because you do have Karrion Cross waiting. You have Braun Strowman waiting. There, There's a lot of stories to tell, and it's you're crowning a new baby face in an environment where he's going to be super over. On the other hand, I can't see them taking the title off Roman until they get the shot with Cody at Mania. I think that's the money. That's dude, the story. To tell. It's going to be the Rock. It's dude. not going to be the Rock's not going to wrestle at Mania. Uh, he's not going to be cleared for it. So you got to stick with Cody and and Roman is your story. Your way out of it is Drew wins by like DQ or count out, like somehow Theory or Sammy or somebody. So you get like that Lex Luger. Uh, where you win, but you don't win the title kind of bullshit. So Drew has a reason to want another shot, and you can maybe continue that story going forward. But I can't see him taking the title off Roman, as tempting as it is. Scott, who do you got? Yeah, I don't see them taking the title off of Roman. Also, just because it is so new into Triple H's uh, ruling of the WWE, where if they take the title off of Roman – there, there, there's some of this like, oh, Roman was Vince's guy, and now that has to end because Triple H is here. And Robert's right, Cody is the match that makes the most sense. Yeah, obviously you do want a huge moment for the UK, though. And so if there is some sort of shenanigans, if you are going to have shenanigans and someone is going to beat Roman Reigns before Cody does at WrestleMania, then beat him here because that's huge. 
because I think that crowd is going I mean, to be one of the best of the year. I think we're going to get one of the shows of the year from them just from the crowd alone. And then you get a Walter and Seamus. Wait, wait. I, I figured it out. This is how you can get the title off of Roman uh, without beating him. You have Austin Theory come out, make it a triple threat Monday in the bank match. Drew kicks Austin Theory's head off, wins the wins the title that way. It's a little annoying, though. It is you annoying. Know? You know, is annoying. then you blow a two year streak on a technicality. Like it's yeah. it's that's rough, especially since Roman doesn't wrestle every week, and we're not going to get him again until maybe Survivor Series, maybe Day One. Yeah, I say what you do is have Roman and Drew fight on free TV, and then have them have a pay per view match the week later. <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong company. Um, I I think I think that it's so funny. Like they had to find another continent where Drew is over because it ain't oh, here. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and and I love like I I wonder how many people in the WWE know that Wales and Scotland are two different countries. <laughs> it's, they're treating like it's all the same. And I'm That's sure they'll take them. what they can get. My, yeah, Mike, it's, sure. it's all it's all London. There's yeah, going to be the sure, telephone sure. booth and the double-decker bus. I call it all fancy America. Look, I don't know the difference, but I'm sure they've killed each other over soccer. But, like, I I think that uh, Roman's going to win, and but Drew's going to get closer than anyone, and, and that's it, you know. And they'll possibly uh, set up the next thing because they love doing that. Like whoever it is pops in at the end, and because they they do a really good job of making you forget who the challenger who just lost was in their own match. A lot of times, the, the rumor is that it's going to be Bray. <laughs> yeah, I think Bray shows up, and you know you hope they do a good job with it this time. Do you want Drew to lose because of spooky shit, though? Well, I don't think it's. I think Roman goes over, you know, by Queen or with the help of the Usos. And then the lights go out and the fiend's there. Yeah. It goes, bang, 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 you know, the weird. And everyone goes, ooh, this is the coolest <laughs> night of my freaking no, that's, life. That, see, that's, so, that's too goofy in sports entertainment. What you need is Drew's sword starts levitating <laughs> and then lights on fire. Something Dude, believable. Yeah, the, ma- the match you really want to see is the fiend versus Drew's mom. Oh I mean, my gosh! If it's if it's if it's Wyatt's old rocking chair, but it's he's pretending to be Drew's dead mother. <laughs> And then, and then you see Drew's dead mom, and she's like, "He's got the whole world." In his hands. Wait, why is Drew's mom British and not Scottish? Yeah, you can't have any pudding. Oh man, can they get the woman from So I Married Next Murderer to play the mom? I think both of you guys just aced your Mad TV audition. So congrats, uh, uh, Mike. Who do you got? Riddle versus Seth. Um, I got uh, I got uh, Riddle, I guess, but I don't know. They're probably gonna want Rollins to go up against Cody again and act like it's new again. Um, but I'll I'll, I'll go. I I really do think Riddle should be more of a star than he is, and I really like him a lot. I'll go I'll go Riddle. I think they're gonna go Seth just because they've jobbed they've jobbed Seth more than they have Riddle the past year, even though they've jobbed Riddle too much. Yeah, but I, I think it'll be Seth Scott. Who do you got? Uh, I think this is the storyline that they are going to choose to like, they, they want it to feel real. And so we're not going to get a finish and we're going to somehow be okay with that because it's in the UK 
and you know it's in our afternoon and so oh wow cool they they really showed a lot of uh, anger though and rage towards each other you know i think we're going to get a thing like that or, or it, it is like this I, whoever wins this match you know who's going to win the main event i think if riddle wins this roman wins the main event if rollins wins this rain uh mcintyre wins the main event because i think riddle this would be a very big win for riddle and i don't think they you know WWE doesn't like doing too many big wins unless triple h does it's a bigger win for riddle than it is Seth for sure for sure of course yeah no i think this has got to be riddle just because it's a star making performance in a stadium where he's going to beat a huge name seth can get his heat back the next night and they'll be fine um, this is Seth proving that he is the guy who is the measuring stick. He's, you know, the current X-Pac and it's a chance for Riddle to show that he is a serious main event babyface. So there's very little risk here in putting Riddle over. I want this match to be so good that someone in Canada goes, you know, that's the second best match ever in the United Kingdom. <laughs> oh, he's going to have, he's going to have Look, some thoughts. He's going to have, yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think that Seth was, uh, was coked out of his mind and then turned to Riddle and said, I don't remember the match, bro. How you angry think? do you think Brett is right now? Always angry. That, uh, no, it was an evergreen question. I mean, now, it has just been the past couple of weeks, just heaps of praise on Hunter. And besides Goldberg, I think that's who he hates the most in the business. He's got to be just stewing right now. I, I, stewing, I, but like S-T-U. <laughs> 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 I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't responded to like Jericho yet when he's like, you know, Stu and Owen's opinion doesn't matter. It's my opinion, and I would have picked Danielson too. I would have picked you me. Brett hates the fact that Seth is like even whinier than he is. <laughs> I don't think I think he thinks that he has the voice of an angel. I like, I don't think that ever registers. Um, I think every time I'm gonna like hear uh, like read a Brett tweet now, I'm gonna do it in Seth Rollins's voice. <laughs> Wait until well, he Jesus, finds out he Rollins made... also doodles. Like that's it. He's gonna have him killed. <laughs> I definitely see him doodling when he's upset. Like that's something the couples therapist told him and Becky. Like Seth, every time Becky does a better promo than you, just doodle it in your doodle book. <laughs> You know, I, I, I would have made that uh, <laughs> Nazi come faster. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think drawing swastikas is considered doodling. <laughs> hey, that was his hot girlfriend. That wasn't him. Shout out to Sonny. Hey, but you know, speaking, speaking of Becky, Becky's got to make an appearance on this show. That's right. I, mean, I love that Dan, Dan just justified Nazism. Hey, babe. <laughs> You're so hot, I'm willing to hate the Jews. <laughs> I kind of did. It would take right, him a lot up. less to hate the Jews. All right, Shayna versus Liv Morgan. Robert, who do you got? Liv Morgan. Uh, I think that. Uh, well, the only reason I think it, the only reason it could be Shayna is if they're going to stick with Ronda as a baby face and do Shayna versus Ronda. But you would completely cut Liv's legs out from under her if she were to to lose here to a, a, a random challenger. I, mean, I, I think give it to decision. That's the give only it, thing. yeah. Give it to live and and then have Ron to be the one to take it off her. See how the crowd is. If the UK crowd hates her, then you're justified in having Ron to kill her. If the UK crowd loves her, maybe you got something. You give her a chance. Scott. Yeah, unless they want to do a big reset. Uh, I see. I see live winning. Mike. Um, I see. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, this is her against Rousey. 
No, mm-hmm. sure against Shayna no, Baszler. Oh, no, Shayna Baszler. Oh, the MMA person who can wrestle and talk. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I I would yeah, I, I really love Shayna, and I think she could be so much more of a star than she is. But I don't know if anyone else sees that. But this is exciting about the Triple H regime is that we're still basing our thoughts in their old ways. And so shit can happen and change. And I think if like one or two things happen that we're not expecting, that's enough. Um, so I think it, you know what? I'm going to say Baszler. Fuck it. Yeah, maybe, you know, I, I could definitely, I could definitely see this one, you know, being the upset for sure. Next up, we got our Haas fight of the night. Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship. Does anyone have Sheamus? I think if he could ever do it, it's here. But I think this is the match that, you know, they no one gets hurt in this match. I mean, they're going to get hurt. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sheamus is not going to leave looking foolish or, you know, everyone's going to come out looking great after this this is going to be brutal this is going to be possibly match of the entire wrestling weekend i i think it's got a good shot of being match of the weekend and i i I think gunther wins because i think this is also when you let butch become pete dunn after the match you kind of let him snap and then he's the guy who goes after gunther eventually and and wins is pete dunn no that's a great and he goes my name's not butch it's pete dunn it is it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll sweep your chimney right yeah. up. I will, yeah. I will. <laughs> I love that he still sweeps chimneys. They're like, oh, so you don't sweep chimneys? He's like, no, I do that though. Yes, I will. Steal. <laughs> I do that. Yes, it's Pete Dunn, the the newsy. Yes, he he uses a pipe chimney cleaner, sweep. which is how they bring back Adam Cole. Um, my name think... is Dunn, but me only just begun. <laughs> you made him a pirate at the end of he that, by the way. Pirate, like... brother. <laughs> anyway, it's got to be it's got to be Gunther because at Survivor Series, if they don't give us Gunther versus Lashley, like that's the match. That's oh, that's that that's the next match. great match to do. So it'll be a fun match, and uh, you know, and it's fun because Sheamus is so pale, like he's going to be bright red. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, Gunther, we're excited I, I for a Sheamus perso- match. Yeah, I give this to the personality of Seth's ex girlfriend. Um, I think <laughs> she's gonna. I I think that just the we should imagine the shade of pink that Seamus's entire body is gonna be after this match. Oh, it's gonna be yeah. It's, he's gonna look like a, a goddamn cocktail shrimp. Because because Guther Guther's best matches are with really pale guys. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, next up we have uh, Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka versus Double Sky and Bailey. Who do you got, Scott? Uh, double Sky and Bailey. They yeah, gotta win, sure. right? Of yeah, I, I got that they're, too. They're Anybody the, have Bianca Alexis? That was Dan's drink shit. order. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just happy there's a well built trios match this weekend. Oh, <laughs> get out of town. There you go. I mean, this has been built longer. All right. Well, no, we it has not. Not longer, but it, it's all right. Well, I, I, I don't know which side of the fence. Well, it, it would technically have to be since it was built Monday and the other one was built on uh rampage that's but that's not true you know they've been telling this story hit the Ed- bricks <laughs> edge and ray mysterio versus judgment day damian priest and finn balor i mean judgment day just because we need the dom as a sub story we've been craving right yes i mean 
there's nothing more fun. Look, I don't give a fuck about this match. Like I'm, but I am looking forward to if they put Dom and and uh, Rhea together and like Dom sits on her shoulders, Master Blaster style. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go ape shit. Well, you want to see Dom be a sub to her? That's what I just. Well, that was my opening joke, Mike. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> Mike, who do you got? <laughs> Did you just say that and I wasn't listening? I literally yeah. said it like a second before. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Well, it's now okay. you know how I get through this show. Um, <laughs> you, I just know whenever that happens, Mike is just like fucking, he's just like going nuts looking at an action figure. Do you know what I mean? Like not just looking at an action figure, just like seeing a Galactus and fucking yeah, like studying. Studying. I was, doing, um, an, I was doing an Avenger Sporkle quiz and trying to remember all of the members since 1963. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> you're talking about WWE. So, brother, this is important. <laughs> this Ray is uh, what, what's the match you guys are talking about? <laughs> An edge. Ray An edge. Is, Mike, Mike just came in for the fucking joke. <laughs> he doesn't even know the match. It's Ray Mysterio and Edge versus Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Mike, who do you got? Did they do something with Angle on on Monday about Edge and Mysterio being a tag team? Yes, I, I already mentioned that during the Raw review. You weren't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you're like Jim Ross at this point. Like, yeah. do you even know Mike? <laughs> man, Mike really is becoming that snow globe joke you told last yeah. week, Robert. Oh yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm an autistic child. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think that. Uh, Judgment Day, uh, because that's also the name of us whenever they appear on screen. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Thanks. Third time's a charm. Scott, I mean, it's yeah, got to be Judgment Day, right? Well, yeah, you got to understand, Balor's going to be over like Rover, right? Maybe. People are going to be going knows, crazy man. for Balor. I, I, think pe- I think people are going to be surprised in the sense that, like, the same people that are over in WWE are going to be over there. Like, I think Roman's going to be super over. I think uh, Riddle is going to be over. I think Seth's going to be over. I think Edge and Mysterio will be over. I think I every. So- I think everybody's going to be over. I think Dominic Mysterio will not be over, and that will be very fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. I also what, think this is when he turns on his father, probably, right? Dude, it, it, yes. it, it, talk about, like, it's the polar opposite of the Gun Club story. The Gun Club story began and end in two weeks. This has been going on. For fucking 16 months it's insane and We're they still since 2005 the dan yeah, they they're, they have they're, not they're pulled the trigger on this no um but no i think you know the fans will cheer for finn but remember this is the first time that they're getting edge or mysterio who are huge stars yeah. and these are fans who are showing up like this is their first time ever seeing edge live and in person They'll cheer Finn because I remember seeing him wrestle at the pub or whatever down the road, but it's going to be like, these are massive stars that are out there. I think they'll play along. And I think Dom is going to wind up a sub. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's good writing. Wait, but but this this group, right? This Judgment Day group. You need Demon Balor to happen at some point, right? You need Dude, to you right need the this, wrong you, oh, look, of them I, I, making I, I, him fall off the top rope against Roman Reigns. No, because the problem is they probably pitched this and they were like, my, and Damian Priest, you'll be a demon. He's like, nope. And that was my, the end of that. 
Dude, my... and, and Rhea Ripley being a demon with like a tattoo arm, uh, like a lizard arm. Come on, guys. Dude, I think you should just break away and have Rhea and Dom. My thing about, look, I think, I really do think Finn Balor is the most underrated wrestler of the year in the sense that he took Judgment Day from being cringe to just being, eh, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> to just kind of being okay. But he literally turned the worst thing in wrestling around to being nothing. And I think that deserves some applause. That's what Hunter did. <laughs> and that's what QT did for himself. <laughs> oh, Miss QT. I miss that guy. Speaking of it, too. let's uh let's go all out as we have on as we have on QT before. It's time for our all out predictions. There are th- there are three pre-show matches. Are we doing these two? No. Okay. Right. Barely doing the ones in the main show. All right. Well, I do think we should mention that Sammy is not on this and Eddie is. And I love Eddie, man, but it's like you physically put your hands on a guy. You get to still be on the show, but the other guy doesn't. Seems a little fucked up to me. Yeah, unless they add a 14th match on Rampage. They apparently Tony hinted on the press conference that they're adding more matches. Oh, good. Yeah, well, because Sam, I mean, Sammy is against Ortiz, I think, on Rampage, right? Yeah. So, I think um, uh, Tony versus Common Sense is uh, <laughs> the 15th match. No, Tony needs right. Eddie Kingston to get him a six-pack of beer from the well, convenience store. He's too scared event. to go in there. We're just going to do the 11, 11 matches on the main card. CM Punk versus John Moxley for the AEW Championship. Who do you got, Mike? Oh, man, the match that's been 10 days in the making. Um, (laughs) I think that this will be really fascinating. I think it should be story-driven. It will be story-driven. There will be unnecessary blood from one of the opponents. I'll let you decide who. Um, I think that this is where I'm really worried about the 11 matches, but it does help that it's Chicago and it's punk because this crowd is going to be fucking fried like page and punk like a double or nothing i just don't get why tony did not learn from that and he's literally just fucking doubling down but i think that it will be punk in some kind of company reset that hopefully will make us excited because i will say i'm more excited about the company this month than i was the, the last month or so I was indifferent, but some of the stuff has potential. So we'll see. Uh, Mike, faint praise Lawrence. Uh, Scott, hey, also you, you got you got to say that Clash at the Castle is probably only going to be three hours. It's what six matches so far. So well, I think gonna they'll be a add like they'll add Gargano in theory or something. True, true, true. They'll, they'll but also, add. it's fake fighting. It's Cirque du Soleil. It should only be three hours. Oh no, I agree. I think I think a four-hour pay-per-view is good enough. Yeah, it's going to be like a six-hour show. Uh, who do you got, Scott and Robert? I mean, I, I I I'm assuming we all have Punk, and the big the big you know X factor is maybe he teams with MJF, but you know, and they become this you know like two-man power trip of AEW, but. I've been hearing that MJF is going to be the the Joker spot in the ladder match, which I think is a huge waste. But um, you guys both have Punk, yeah. Scott, yeah, I have Punk by shenanigans in some way. Now the the only issue I guess is 
if he pulls shenanigans in Chicago, he's just going to get cheered anyway, where maybe yeah. you want booze. So I'm interested interested to see how that plays out. Uh, but yeah, I do think MJF comes back. I think this does close out the show. And I think like last year where you got a big moment of Danielson and Adam Cole uh, coming out, I think you're going to get a big moment. And I think that's CM Punk a year later, right? After his first match in the company uh, against Darby Allen at All Out. He is going to become the heel that he was when he showed up. And, you know, he just lied to everybody the whole time. I hope. I hope that's what happens. Robert? I already said it's going to be punk. Oh, that's right. All right, for the tag titles, the Acclaim versus Swerve and our glory. This, for me, is a big who knows match. Um, They'll probably keep it on Swerve and our glory, but... I don't know, man. I think you give it to the acclaimed. They're the only guys who have met the ta- met, made the tag division mean something in the past month. Them and the Gun Club. So, fuck it, man. Give it to the young guys. See what they do with it, Scott. Oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I I just wish they did a better job with these titles right now, and and with Swerve uh, in, in our glory, which is even the name is 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 a turd. Uh. I, I hope this opens the show so it does get the excitement it deserves because it's going to be a blast, I'm sure. And the acclaimed are so over, and we, we know how over Keith and Swerve can be. So I think the crowd will go crazy for this unless it is right before the main event. I agree. Mike, what do you got? I uh, think the rap's going to be great, and <laughs> the match is going to be three minutes too long. Um, I hope it's the acclaimed. I really do fucking love them. Uh, Swerve and Lee, I feel like this is the least interesting thing they could be doing on the show. They could be doing so many more just fascinating, interesting things, character things. This is just, this really does feel like one of those throwaway, we don't have anything for these individual stars tag teams. And the acclaimed feels like a unit. So I, I think it should be the acclaim. Robert? Uh, I think with since there's still Rampage, there's still time for them to stick Gun Club into this to make it a three-way tag match. I don't think, because if you do acclaim versus Swerve in Our Glory, it's babyface, babyface. So there, the, you want the crowd to be unified and excited when, when the acclaimed actually win the tag titles. Well, Doing three it, baby faces and one baby belly. <laughs> That's true. It's three baby faces in one oh, eight it's, months it's, along. It's three baby faces in one tummy. That's a tummy. <laughs> it's three baby faces and the baby from dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Keith uh, Lee is the first tummy face we've ever seen. <laughs> I think uh yeah, no, I, I I don't I just don't see the acclaim winning it off such a haphazard build. I think you want the crowd behind them and craving it. Uh and then uh so you know, obviously you're going to go with the number one contenders, the gun club and put them in there. And, uh, I just <laughs> keep it on uh swerve in our glory. Scott. Oh, I thought, I mean, he, yeah, I, I think, I think you keep it on swerve in our glory. And I think the ass boys are, you know, there's a rumor going around that the Stokely, everybody that Stokely approaches is going to ring of honor. And this is, this is going to be the ring of honor kind of lineup. Uh, and so having the ass boys be a tag team in ring of honor makes, more sense to me than way to bury poor Stokely. <laughs> I don't know if that's true at all, but it is a rumor going around. So the invasion of people who used to be in Ring of Honor back to Ring of Honor. <laughs> so Stokely so Stokely's pitch is let me get you demoted. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you're unhappy here. There's a new place. It's Ring of unhappy. Honor. Yeah, that's the idea. All yeah. right. Trio's title, our inaugural Trio's title championship match. Dark Order versus the Elite. Who do you got, Mike? I have the Elite, and I think that Paige will uh, turn on the other guys and set up some kind of four-man heel thing where I think I think Paige is more even likely to turn heel than Punk on this show because he's fucking dead in the water and he needs something. He, I and... love Paige, man. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, um, I, I love Paige. I love Paige. He's yeah. like my Brett, you know? What, your Brett only gets to be on a show for two minutes at a time? Well, you know, he reminds me of Brett in WrestleMania 9 when like Well, um, you said he's my bread. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he is white and full of carbs. No. Um <laughs> I I like I like Paige. It's just yeah, this year's not been good for him. And I think that some kind of story. He just hasn't he's been rudderless, man. And I even think he should have been in this trios thing earlier. Um I think, uh, but I, I do think that it'll be the elite. I think it'll be fun, and uh, I'll go four minutes too long. <laughs> there will be nine more finishes after the finish. Trio's title, the Dark Order versus the Elite. We already did that. Oh, uh, I guess I'll go since I didn't. I didn't talk. Uh... Yeah, it's the elite. Sure, why not? Don't care. I think it's important for the history of the belts to have them as number one. I, I think they made a mistake yeah. by not uh, doing that with the Young Bucks. So. But then, what is what is exactly the storyline um, for for Hangman? Uh, unless he does turn heel, which I mean, I don't necessarily see happening. Wouldn't it be Hangman sticking with this group of guys and beating? Uh, beating Omega and the Bucks. Wouldn't that make more sense storyline wise? <laughs> the thing that makes the most sense is to to run him and Punk back, but they're not going to do that. No, no, you know? no, no, Scott, you're not thinking big enough. Elite win. Hangman shakes their hands. Dark Order turns on him, and we get a John Silver Hangman Page <laughs> burn the building down feud <laughs> that's going to change that. the industry. It. I mean, it Bro. obviously ends with them shaking hands. It- in whatever way, it is all of them kind of acknowledging each other yes. in some way, right? And 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 Don Callis plays a role somewhere. I mean, to the point where he they had a segment where he approaches Osprey backstage, where you start going like, "Is this motherfucker gonna align with Osprey in time for Wrestle Kingdom?" No, he just likes grooming guys. <laughs> Don, Don Callis does play a role as uh, yet another heel manager who's not great at promos on the show. <laughs> Women's titles, Britt Baker versus Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida versus Jamie Hayter. Robert, who do you got? Tony Storm. Scott? I also have Tony Storm. I got Britt, man, Mike. I'll go uh, Tony. And then, um, you know, she'll beat Thunder Rosa in three minutes, and then they'll have a pay-per-view match the next week. All right. You went back to that joke well too many times, Mike. Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Mike, who do you got? I think that uh, Danielson's (laughs) going to injure his foot and and say he's got a new foot. Mike was like, Mike, Mike had two options. He's like, 
continue bit or be mean to dad <laughs> um yeah Man, I, I gotta i'm seeing you in person this weekend at a wedding and without you know, my wife because my dog's sick yeah i i can't be mean and pity you at the same time so <laughs> I'm, I'm picking by the way dan already we're going to a wedding the wedding starts at 4 30 and he's like hey you want to watch clash at the castle saturday night <laughs> <laughs> it's during the day right what time right i'll figure I'll, I'll figure it out let's move uh, yeah, on yeah. Um, no, i i think that this will be um it should be brian and this should definitively be the end of this feud i God, I don't think it will, but it, it fucking should. This needs to die. Uh, I've got I've got Jericho because Danielson just doesn't care if he jobs. Scott, I I hope Danielson wins. I I want to see him in the title pictures much sooner than later. And we already saw Jericho fight for the interim title. So no, yeah, you're gonna Daniel Garcia officially turn on Danielson, and this feud will never ever ever end <laughs> how can he turn on him when he's already been evil to him for <laughs> it's, it's a luchasaurus turn mike it's it's yeah. big shows in the company you can get away with this more like luchasaurus am i right all right it was, it was crazy last year at all out the second to last match was qt marshall versus big show, big show yeah I mean, I haven't been that excited for a match. It was my Wait. match of the year. Wait, remember how much we did like the placement of it, though? We really thought it was perfect. Yeah. Well, it was just Big Show giving him a choke slam, right? Pretty much. Worked better than for Morrissey. Wardlow and FTR versus Ring of Honor. Um, I just kind of got a big who cares. Scott? Yeah, it's going to be Wardlow and FTR, and maybe it, it it sets up the option of FTR winning the Impact titles for some reason. But yeah, Wardlow FTR for sure. If not, what what is happening? Robert, Mike, I think this match is really going to help FTR in the rankings. I think they're going to move <laughs> up. Uh, I well, also man, love you, you just took from my other well. Damn it! Uh, I also love that the, originally they were teasing like Ken Wardlow. You, power you don't want to see the boy trapped in that well. Folks. Yeah, Ken, Ken, Ken Wardlow powerbomb Sutton sing, and then they just kind of abandoned that entirely. So I hope he still does it though. Yes, I, I think he still will uh, to to give him that that. But then it'll moment. be Mark Sterling in a Santom Singh costume. <laughs> Wait, what if they practiced and he couldn't? That may be it. That, that may, may have been what happened. Remember Ethan Page? He was in this company. I'm sorry, just naming oh, yeah, people. Yeah, Scorpio Sky and Dan Lambert, who were also in this company with Page Van Zandt. I remember <laughs> them. All right, let's Anthony go go to the next hub. <laughs> All right. Uh, our, uh, our, no, our... I, uh, I, I think, yeah, man, this is uh, – it should be FTR and Wardlow. Because we, we should talk about it at some point, so let's do it now, you know. Wardlow saying that the MJF drama ruined his moment and not the booking of him the last few months, I think is unfair. I I think if anything, the MJF thing added intrigue to it. Was, was he going to show up? And I, I thought it was one of the best fucking moments on a nine hour show. So, and, and I don't think Wardlow should blame MJF. Well, I mean, no, that's, no, that I, day sucked. Say- no, that match sucked because of the whole MJF drama. I, but... I, I will, I will say, I have to. After thinking about it, 
I, I agree a little with, with Wardlow just because that MJF's whole modus operandi. Look, he physically, yes, he laid down to the ring. He didn't do the Michaels thing of overselling, but he did everything he could to get himself over that week or two, you know, and not tell the story of Wardlow being a monster. Because if he told the story of Wardlow being a monster, he would have got he would have done the uh post Wrestle Kingdom Jay White interview, you know, where he's talking about you guys took everything from me. But no, he went meta and Pillman on it. Yeah, I don't think you want to see Wardlow cut a promo after a match. Well, but, that, that, but that's like, true. I mean, you know, Mike obviously is also right because if MJF did ruin your moment, which he did, doesn't Tony see that and go, well, now we, we do even more for you and we do better for you because you were screwed. Yeah. So, so let's figure this out for you. And it, I don't think he realizes all we want to see is squash matches. We want to see Wardlow come out and, and murder dudes. But also... You have guys who both of the these three guys are all title holders, not in a title match, which does not make sense. And yeah, I mean, Robert did say it here jokingly, but it's true. Like, I just looked at the rankings, FTR is still number one, they have been all summer. Their whole thing is wanting more belts, and yeah, I don't know what this does for them. Like, yeah, I think we get there. Way. I think I mean it's either it's either Grand Slam or Full Gear, but it it happens. It has to happen. Yeah, it's just now the problem more is more important than the tag titles right now. Wait, who? FTR is more over and more important than the AEW tag oh, titles. Oh, of course. Yes. And the problem is is you know obviously, and we know this is the people they should have beat were the Bucks for it, because beating Swerve and Lee doesn't feel like this big moment we like swerving lee you know so i i just don't know who they even take it off of it's but at least if you want to see moment. ftr beat the bucks and you get the aw video game oh wait no, never mind. <laughs> all right we get um there's next... still more matches on this show Jesus Dude, there's I st- that's why i'm trying to blow through there's like five more matches i gotta get through bangers though bangers La- all right well there's the casino ladder match right it's the joker ladder match the poke whatever the the one where there's the joker I I got whoever Punk wants to work with. I think it's going to be Claudio. And then you have ROH champion versus AEW champion. champion. Put him on a put him on a Ring of Honor show. I guess that gives it like a oh more Punk eyes, back at Ring of Honor for the right, first more time. More eyes for one pay per view. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Punk back at Ring of Honor for the first time. Yeah, That's huge for sure. But then how do you, I don't know. How do you end it if he's, if he's a heel? Honor, if he's you know? a heel, there's a million ways you can get out of it. If he's a heel, if he's a baby sure. face, the only choice you have is Roosh. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's got to be the Joker then. But then you go, who's who's the Joker? I don't think it can be Osprey. Even Morrissey. I would love that. Morrissey. Uh, no. There you go. Takashita, I mean, it, it would make people happy, but he just fought for the Ring of Honor title at uh He just left. The no. thing that, yeah, well, for sure, I know. Um, Did he sign with WWE? No. No, he went back to Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because no matter how over he got, he was always going to be there for a temporary amount of time because that's how you build a star. <laughs> hey, when he comes back, the people are going to freak out. People are going to be so excited when it's Sammy Callahan. That forbidden door is oh, gonna fly no. open. Oh my god, no, please. Hey, hey, don't. as long as they're pushing a Sammy on this show. Or guys, what if it is Colt? What if this is Colt's moment and he wins it? And now in the back of our heads, we know if Punk wins this, Colt Cabana is gonna fucking fight him. No. Okay, uh, I just don't right. I don't know. I don't think that guy's allowed in the building when he's there. God damn yeah. it. 
not allowed. I don't think city. he's allowed in the city of Chicago. They're like, you got to go somewhere else, man. Robert, sorry. What? Robert, oh. what were you saying? Oh, I was just, I made literally the exact joke that Mike just did two seconds later. I'm like, all right, he's not even paying attention in the moment. Anyway, what's the next of these 45 more matches we got? Because it's we have like, TBS the show's title. about to start. Jade Cargill versus Athena. Seriously? That's on this show? Yes, that's yeah, on this show. I, I'm excited me. about this. <laughs> I think it's going to be technically cool. has It'll been be the first person the to longer... get a good match at a Jade if it happens, you know? Yep. This is one of the longer built feuds because this started at the last pay-per-view when Athena debuted. Yep, yep. And you got to give them credit for having someone debut at a last pay-per-view and already feel past their prime at the next one. <laughs> That's hard to do. Vintage uh, Christian. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be Jade. And I think that this is going to be one of those, like, this could be really good on a dynamite, but people are just not going to be as into it uh, on, on this show. Cause I feel like this might be the one they put in like that, that last hour, the second or third to last match. Well, it depends. Is this part of night one or night two of All Out? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to keep going, guys. Christian Thank versus you. Jungle Boy. Who do you got, Robert? Christian, Luchasaurus, Chokeslams, uh, Jungle Boy. Yeah, I, I have the same thing. Rob, Mike and Scott? Yeah, I mean, I look, I want Christian. Uh, I want Jungle Boy to win, and I want this to be over. I just want Jungle Boy to get to feud with other people, but I do think Luchasaurus is going to Chokeslam Jungle Boy, and then we get that match before we get Christian and Jungle Boy for the second time. So is the story that Luchasaurus remembers he's in the story? <laughs> Basically, yes. And also, you know, you guys, Robert, you especially, you've given me shit for not paying attention this whole show, yet you all just said it's Jungle Boy versus Christian when we know it's Jack Perry versus <laughs> Christian. <laughs> you fucking idiots. <laughs> so who's also, not paying attention? I thought you were going to talk about Robert's clear, like, cell phone screen bouncing off his face. <laughs> like, he's clearly was looking at something else during this, but uh, that's true, Jack. It's Jungle yeah, Boy yeah. Jack. Yeah, it's called, it's called Linda's Emails. <laughs> First can... of all, we use Telegram. <laughs> <laughs> you send ravens to each other. <laughs> you, he, they send the wrestler raven to relay message. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Both the copless have a more. Hey man, can I use your bathroom? No, we're good. <laughs> it would just be Raven taking. I said, I said messages via Reginald. He just flips over. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Vince gets Reginald the divorce. Um, all right, next up we got Starks versus Hobbs. I'm pumped for this. I think Starks wins. Who That's on the show too. Yeah, yeah. Jesus yep. Christ. <laughs> Who do you guys got? I got, I think this should open the show. I think this could be a star making moment for both these guys. And I think it should be Starks overcoming uh, the big monster. But I think this deserves 12 minutes and really let these guys, that's just enough time for them to shine and not overstay their welcome. And I think this should be Starks. But I really think. This is a match that'll really be fucking saved or fucked by the placement. Scott? Yeah, yeah I, I'm expecting this match to be great unless it is in that last hour, then you never know. But whew, I want Starks to go over, but it's because I'm supposed to want Starks to go over. And so I, I think Hobbs is, is going to win. 
Robert? Uh, Starks. All right, our final match. House of Black versus Darby, Sting, and Miro. A let's keep these guys on the card and happy match. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. This could go either way. Uh, obviously, I, you know, this build has been kind of lackluster. Scott, who do you got? I, uh, I actually hope this is the moment where Sting either fucks it up for them or just legit turns heel because I don't want him. And, you know, we were texting about it earlier today. I, I just don't want Darby and Sting with each other anymore. And I think Nero doesn't take a hit from letting Sting get pinned and it helps Malachi. And I think Malachi and House of Black need to maintain wins. I think Nero flipping out about it and being mad that Sting fucked them uh, and planting the seed in Darby said kind of like, oh yeah, he did make us lose this. Could be good. So House of Black wins, I hope. Uh, Robert, there's another triple threat match on this triple threat tag <laughs> match, and this uh, this is insane. You gotta get uh, people used to trios, baby. Yeah, I I, I guess it's got to be House of Black, maybe. Uh, uh, or this is the debut of Lana, and Not you know she she attacks uh, Anna, not Anna J, uh, Julia Hart. Maybe great, Mike? whatever. I think Julia Hart is gonna show up in black and white face paint and forget she's with the wrong faction because no one told her backstage. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is, this is really like telling of where we've been in a year and how far some of these people have dropped because you had Kingston versus Miro in that like tournament finals or whatever. And that opened the show and you had Darby versus punk. And then you see where these guys are now. And it sucks, man, because they're both fucking stars. They're two of my favorite guys in the company, and they deserve so much more than this. I I don't mind House of Black, but they're they're just mid-card, man. And, it, and and they shouldn't be, but they are. It's like there's not much difference between them and like the butcher and the blade. I mean, there's I mean, aesthetically they're very similar. I you know, I mean Obviously, the ceiling is a lot higher with House of Black. No, but... I'll say I think Butcher and Blade were on TV more. <laughs> yeah, I mean the roster's inflated, man. You know, like nobody can deny that. All right, well, which would what are you guys looking forward to more, Clash of the Castle or All Out? Clash. I'm gonna go shorter, with better matches, and I don't have to watch it off a. Of crappy illegal stream <laughs> with a bunch of pop-up ads i've been every buying seconds. every pay-per-view you're welcome tony <laughs> this will be one of the first ones i don't buy uh i'm not having people over for it it's just after the last one because you'll long... also be coming back from a wedding with me you know i mean it's not like uh you know the option yeah, that's that's a six-hour wrestling match in itself <laughs> Yeah, with no clear uh, baby faces or heels, no, but no, definitely, I, definitely two tweeners. <laughs> no, man, I just think that they've. Uh, I think this is going to be a good show match wise. I think the door. I think the main focus of this show is to get people excited for Wednesday and and hopefully a more focused direction. Because yeah, I I just don't get how you have fourteen matches in May and then do it again in september it makes no fucking sense to me (laughs) um because i think you know when robert looks at like 
Starks and Hobbs, and I mean, rightfully so, with this many matches, like this match is not like they should be on the card. But there's so many matches that it should be. It should have been a main event of a dynamite. It's just it, it should have had a bill. It, everything just gets lost in the shuffle, uh, and you just kind of of forget um, to to that end because this went super long in the review. I'm going to do my high spot, low spot. I have to bail. I got to go tackle something right. for work. So um, my my high spot of the week, uh, I think, was that uh, that Seth Riddle stuff i think i like that they're doing something different and experimenting with how they're presenting the guys i think there was a real authenticity to the fire that riddle had there it was great my low spot is this ftr video game stuff uh if you're releasing this video game they've been building for like five years at this point uh you don't leave out guys like ftr like you figure out a way to to make this work and the fact that the story came out and then ftr had to comment about it after people are wondering are they staying or going it's just it's not a good look on top of everything else that's been not a good look. And there's so many things of AEW that are snake bit, like going into the week of a pay-per-view that it just kind of uh, it just kind of sucks. And Robert's out. Scott, are you the are you the uh, all out holdout out of the two events? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the better wrestlers are on the, the all out show. And, and 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 the Clash of the Castle will be very cool. It's going to be a very hot crowd. You're going to get uh, like Tyson Fury in the front row, right? These big. I don't moments. know. I mean, I heard he's coming back, but okay, sure. You're going to have these like these very cool moments, and that's great. And I'm going to enjoy the hell like, out of Tyson it. Tyson Fury doesn't get people excited like Tyson does, you know? Like, well, I... no, no, of course not. But what what I'm saying is, you are going to get. I mean, if you get a Bray Wyatt return, that's enormous for the company, and that's exciting and cool. Yeah. But. AEW is a better wrestling company. They have been for three years now. Uh, and like they always do, they will have the better wrestling show. I uh I I I think I'm gonna go clash, but it's close. Um anyway, high spot, low spot, Scott. High spot is going to be after Dynamite, Osprey, and Ozzy open attacked the Elite. I thought that was really cool. Uh, it feels like they're setting up a Wrestle Kingdom match or a match at another Forbidden Door, but I, I liked that they took the time to do that, even if it is for another company. Uh, I appreciate it as a wrestling fan, and it got me hyped. My low spot. Ooh. I guess it's people thinking that the FTR thing is a low spot when it's just a video game error. Uh, there's an issue with yeah, the creation like of the like, video game. Even over, FTR right? was like, this isn't a thing. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's happening to a bunch of other. They're having issues with um, with with tag teams in the in the video game. Like they're having trouble creating a video game. And then Marks grabbed the FTR thing because there's already drama involved with FTR and they ran with it. So Look, I think that's I, my I think... low spot is Marks running with a non-story. Can there be a third Robert, one with this? My low spot is that I'm nervous this game isn't going to be good. I don't think that FTR got slighted or anything, like because clearly they smoothed that over. I'm just nervous if like, ah man, I've been putting a lot of fucking hopes on this game. You know what I mean? Just because I find the 2K one so hard to play. Yeah, I, I haven't played really video games in since middle school probably, oh. but I do want to play this, and so I hope it's good. Yeah, I'm probably the biggest video game nerd out of us, right? And I'd I'd say like, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, and, I'm and close, I, but yeah, I get, I get like most of the 2K games when they come out. Like, and the thing is, what fucks those games over is 
that they often have a release window that they don't want to miss. And that destroyed them with 2K20. It was a horrible game that just should not have come out. Because the thing with video games is you can delay them and delay them. And that is better than releasing an inferior product, especially a company's first game. I would rather wait as long as it takes for this thing to be fantastic. Because not only are they trying to sell you this game, they're trying to sell you the idea of AEW video games in general. And if this one is a fucking yeah, I mean knockout, WWE when when 2K whatever got botched, I think it was 2020 got botched. They had yes. to take a whole year off. Yes, <laughs> it deservedly so. I mean yeah. it it is on. I have it. It is unplayable. It is garbage. And I've been getting all of them since like 14. Yeah, but this one's this really good. Like, something Lawler said, but this is like <laughs> I think the fucking mistake. It's like the money of it is a real issue so i could see why people are upset about that and i mean scott's right in some ways but yeah you are exacerbating the way they're being treated in the company and then they genuinely call themselves top guys top guys out and if there are other tag teams in this they certainly should be because they ostensibly really are top level guys if i was making uh a fucking aw video game with just 20 people in it i would have ftr be two of those people yeah i agree so for them to not make it when you know the young bucks are gonna make it you know that other tag teams are gonna be in there look if this is the strategy to sell dlc which it might be you know because they'll release the game and then hey buy ftr for five bucks like that shit happens all the time exactly what it is yeah. But I think that FTR is big enough that they should be in the base game. Um, but, you know, uh, I'd say my uh, my high spot this week was the, the punk promo. I mean, it was fucking awesome. It was one of those, like, cool-ass moments. It was one of the best promos of the year. I mean, I, w- I just wish they built Ace Steel for, like, a week or two, and then it meant more when he came out, and and also explain why no heel didn't take him out <laughs> with the contract because he's just an old guy that could just beat him up and sign it themselves. But um, but I liked it a lot. So that would be my high spot, that promo and just how fucking amped he got really did like get you excited. You know, if that dude no promo means promotion, and he promoted the fuck out of that match with that, with that. And then I would say the Low spot would be that Eddie and Sammy are not on this card. I think that that's scary to me in terms of Tony's management. The fact that one's on Rampage and one is in the pre-show on Sunday, I think, you know, apparently they smoothed over their differences. This was the first match that you advertised for this card. There are now 14 matches, and this is not one of them. And it's one of the only ones that had some kind of a story. It's aesthetically an interesting match of this skinny, young, you know, dude versus this uh, very healthy, uh, large, uh, (laughs) you know, but just like looking at Kingston and Sammy, it's such a fun contrast and and a styles clash that would have been really interesting. And I think that this makes me concerned about Tony that this isn't happening. I think like, did you punish them? Because they're still wrestling. Just have the fucking match. I don't Agreed. Know. I mean, I, and I think Ishii might beat Kingston. 
as kind of the final part of the punishment. Which, what does that do for anybody? Nothing, no. Yeah, it's all that. I mean, that's the problem with the backstage stuff and then the, the show. It's like the characters matter. The on-screen people, like if someone fucks up, yeah, you take care of it. But you think that is the shit we hate about wrestling. That was the problem with WWE. The idea of burying someone on screen because of what they did off screen doesn't fucking help anyone. And it just hurts the fans and the wrestlers. All right. Well, I have a high spot, which is I have a new favorite wrestling podcast. Uh, it's the Renee Dupree's podcast is great. I don't know if the full podcast is great, but the clips on YouTube are great because these guys are the pettiest guys in the room. <laughs> I mean, it is like the, it is. And they just fucking they let they and they then they genuinely tell funny stories like they told this really weird story this other day about like. I guess backstage, like Hooventude and Randy Orton were backstage, and Hooventude just kept going, "Kiss me, Randy, kiss me." And Randy's like, "No, I'm not going to kiss you." He's like, "Randy, kiss me." Um, just weird shit, like that you hear about that. Then you just hear about the weird politics of like what was the mid 2000s WWE. Um, but it's it's a blast, man. Seeing Mike, that's another high spot. Sorry, I said the Renee Dupree thing first. I just, oh, it's okay. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. I, I know I'm 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 your Sylvan Grenier. <laughs> uh let me tell you something. Renee has plenty to say about Sylvan. Plenty to say. <laughs> is, um, is, is Rob Conway a nice guy? Is he has nice things to say about him. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the Rob Conway part, but it's it's just him and Paul London and Kid Cash just bitching. Oh my god. It's just like it is like you know, the comics table right next to the seller's table. That's the comedy equivalent of it. I guess. Is it, um, is it called keeping it 1,000? <laughs> uh, low spot. <laughs> I'm not going to say impact, but I'm going to say impact. because uh, You know, I've watched too much of it. But my surreal spot of the week is that in a Vince Russo-like fashion, Vince Russo announced that he had been writing for the USA Network for two years, or he was a paid consultant. And, and there hasn't been any other news other than he said... He basically was like, I swerved you, bro. I've been working two years for USA Network. He hasn't explained what he's been doing for USA Network. Hasn't explained what the job is. Hasn't really explained whether or not it relates to wrestling. So, it probably relates to Chris Chrisley being in jail. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, it's, it's just, I, what do you, what did you make of that, Scott? What did I make of it? I mean, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I love that he's like, yeah, they hired me to be a wrestling consultant for the Miz and Mrs. I think, yeah, I th <laughs> it kind of does make out. sense, right? As a yeah. someone who doesn't understand wrestling, if you're looking back at wrestling and you're going, when was it the most popular? And there's Vince Russo's name. So it it's not insane. It's been me the whole time, bro. Yeah, I mean, how jealous is Bischoff, right? <laughs> He's going to be revealed to be like a TBS consultant. <laughs> <laughs> but for Rat in the Kitchen, I worked with him. He's nice. <laughs> it's You know, it really is. This whole Vince Russo USA story is like, the worst version of the raw general manager story. <laughs> I think he's going to be like, no, not USA, the network, 
USA the country. <laughs> I'm a political <laughs> advisor, bro. <laughs> He's, I'm Trump's new lawyer. Uh, yo, yo, bro, why don't we abolish student debt? <laughs> all right. Well, that's our show, folks. Uh, check me out. Uh, I'm, I'm on the road. I just had a great time. Anybody I saw during the Michelle Wolf run, uh, thanks. The shows are awesome, man. So I, I really appreciate all you guys coming out uh the 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 ones who did know me from the podcast uh and uh yeah i got I just, i'm just gonna be at the punchline i'm gonna be at the milwaukee tap room uh i'm gonna be opening for soda in november so i'm doing just a lot of live comedy so please come out say hi watch the By show the, way, the milwaukee tap room isn't a comedy club <laughs> <laughs> milwaukee tap room oh, sorry I, I had my list of relapses in comedy rooms on the same <laughs> god damn it um I'm yeah, doing I'm, a set at Bush Gardens. But San Fran Punchline, <laughs> that's the one I'm really trying to sell, folks. So please come to San Fran Punchline. It's my favorite club. Shout out Molly and everybody who works there. Scott, what do you got? Uh, Scott underscore Chaplin on all social media. And my other podcast, Out for Smokes, with Mike Racine and Sean McCarthy. Mike? Uh, yeah, Mike Lawrence Comedy on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, sometimes I... Still uh, talk to people in the the Facebook page of uh, uh, Wrestle Rest. It's like I imagine you on that Facebook page, like the Pablo Escobar meme of him sitting on different park benches by himself. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's it, it's my open mic for our text. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny and sad. At the same time. Uh, all right, Scott, Garbage Days. I hear it's great. That was my old out, podcast garbage. Fuck, days, that's what I meant. Out for smokes. I just pulled a JR. <laughs> <laughs> Chaplin Scott, you'll soon. Also, both of those sound like catchphrases he said. I've had garbage days and I've been out for smokes. <laughs> it sounds like a George Jones song. Yeah, he's like, gun smoke. <laughs> yeah, that JR cries too. <laughs> so Scott, uh out for yeah. smokes, the podcast. Yeah, I already advertised before, but even before Mike, you asked me to advertise, I think and I did already. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh Jesus. I'm sorry, man. I got a Zach, any final words? Dude, I no. knew Dan was gonna be like this because he he was he he started testing us at like eight in the morning about wrestling, and then it's like when he starts asking questions, you know he's really hyped about wrestling, you know. <laughs> he's like, "What would you do if you were Lashley's manager?" It's like, I don't fucking know. Make a bunch of money, and I'll, I'll end on a behind the scenes <laughs> moment. The day begins with Robert saying, "Hey, I can't start the podcast till six. and then Dan being like, "Hey." You always want to start earlier than six? <laughs> yeah, every, every time. week. And then Scott's late 10 minutes. You know it. Fan on the podcast. What? Huh? Am I the most kayfabe fan on the podcast? The most oh, it's real yeah. to me, damn it, fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, the point you that you me, won't end like... this podcast right now, and you're still making us talk. You're the only one who was like, hey, guys, I think James Storm likes me. <laughs> That's true. Zach? Wash your hands. All right, wash your damn hands. <laughs>